the agenda for discussion today is that social media and the internet are no longer the domain of all the wealthy and educated and have now become a democratic space we are all using it all the time it's bridged a gap uh, between people you know and have become an equalizer for people with all sorts of resources or lack of resources but ambitious minds in such a transition as it is true in all transitions in the past in history women have been left behind yet again due to social and political developments that decide their future and strip them of agency the onslaught of the pandemic over the last year and a half has deepened the divide between women and social media likewise with the increasing instances of csam vulnerability for children or for online safety threats has also increased significantly there are core problems that csr aims to resolve we wish to enhance women and youth sensitization about persisting online concerns and building their capacity to help them effectively overcome these challenges and ensure a seamless internet access not only will access to the internet allow them to attain social mobility it will also allow a far greater representation of india's diversity in the social media space in our previous discussions uh, some somewhat like the discussions we are holding today with members of civil society academia or um, uh, healthcare providers we were able to draw observations that enabled us to explore and plan to navigate this sphere in the best way possible and so the aim for today's discussion with media and law enforcement also would be so that we can deepen our understanding of all stakeholders involved in our mission as well as understand the enabling factors and barriers to female and youth representation online and so we welcome uh, all of our speakers here today to partake in our discussion and assist us in making social media a more democratic space as it is supposed to be i would uh, just quickly uh, introduce the speakers we have with us miss nilanjana bhaumik she is a multi award winning journalist based in delhi she is a former bbc and time magazine correspondent she currently writes for a host of international publications including national geographic time and daily beast she also writes the view from india column for uk based new internationalist magazine hi ma'am how are you hello i'm good thank you so much for having me and i'm looking forward thank to the discussion we look forward to your in- inputs ma'am and we have with us mr rakshit tandon he is a cyber security evangelist with experience of more than a decade in security domain chairing and part of various important security councils and chapters he is cyber security consultant to internet and mobile association of india hello sir welcome to the discussion <clears throat> thank you thank you so much for having me and we have with us dr babita parashar she is the dean faculty of education and humanities at manav rachna university she has more than 18 years in academia and teaching university students hi ma'am welcome thank you jyoti and uh, thank you for being me as a part of the discussion start with you ms nilanjana bhaumik 
uh, i would like to ask you that being a woman and more importantly a journalist in your opinion what has been the role of the internet in empowering women well you know i think um um i like to think of this as women's lives before the internet uh, boom happened was like a windowless room and the reason i say this is because you know like um obviously you know like in every patriarchal societies uh, women are dependent on their male relatives for for information you know of every kind now what i see you know happening all around me especially you know among um, younger you know uh, in the among the younger generation is that um the internet has uh, has done three things one you know it has uh, brought direct knowledge uh, that you know women and girls can access um secondly you know it has given them a voice and thirdly it has um it has uh, allowed them to take direct action uh, now we have seen all of this you know happening you know with the me too movement and 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 various other times you know when uh, you know women uh, traditionally in our societies have not had much to fall back on so in order to take action they have always had to depend on someone else even you know in case of knowledge you know i mean um uh, because you know the male members you know would have access to the knowledge and then the knowledge would be passed down to them so it was always second hand but now they have first hand knowledge and they are using it so um the you know internet penetration among women has also um increased it's not increasing at a pace that we would want it to but it is increasing and that is something positive and today we are um uh, you might say you know you might argue that but you know not all women you know like uh, are speaking out or they have a voice um they are not speaking out as yet but they are in the process of doing so they are being readied you know today they know that um in order to redress something they have a platform where they can go and speak out directly they do not need to um depend on anybody else or uh, they do not need anybody else to do it for them this uh, the, the second most important thing i feel is that the concept of sisterhood has also expanded so it's not you know limited to our families or our immediate neighborhood where you know often um you might not um, a woman might not find you know like ready allies but today uh, with the help of internet that scope has expanded so we have a larger expanded you know sisterhood which you know women can make use of to to better their life you know to to move ahead you know to do things that they've always wanted to do but but couldn't and i think you know, like these are some of the things you know that you know um th- this is why i say that before the internet you know our lives were like a windowless room and now you know uh, the light is coming through yeah i think that that's very well put uh, so there is a window of opportunity that we see is available to the win- uh, to, to the women right but what about Absolutely. the fact that women aren't joining or using this window of opportunity as much as men what do you have to say about that See, traditionally you know men control all resources in this country so it is uh not unusual that women would be lagging behind that is a fight we are always fighting 
because you know that is a fight that is not um uh, not relegated to just the online space or just you know the public space it is a it is a fight we are fighting inside our homes outside our homes and that is going to change you know as as society will change but but women are pushing back now because the internet has brought them an opportunity and you rightly say that not all women are using it they're not using it right now they're not using it at the moment but you know they are being empowered by by it nevertheless you know it it is a kind of a silent empowerment and we might not be seeing you know like how it's panning out right away uh, because uh, for me you know any kind of sustainable you know development especially uh, to do with gender has to be slow and steady anything that is rushed you know has um, you know could could you know like be something that could be taken away from you and also you know if you think about it in our country uh, even today um, like you know i spent you know like quite a um, a few months in bundelkhand uh, a few years back and in every uh, family in those villages i would see that um, the girls are you know working in the house they're helping their mothers with cooking and you know looking after the livestock um, you know ha- housework and caregiving the the brothers even if they are like 6 years old 5 years old or 7 years old they are always roaming around with a smartphone in their hands so that access is also something uh, that women and girls are struggling with if there is one smartphone in the house it's going to go to the to the male members because um it's a given that any sort of privilege goes to uh, the male members of the family so all of these things have to come together and that i think is a process that takes time yes thank you so much for saying that that is exactly what we are fighting for for a open internet for access for women for not making it a privilege for them but just making this absolutely easier. yes uh, so um, thank you so much niranjana for this and uh, coming to you uh, uh, dr babita um, since i would like to say this that csr works a lot on sensitization of the youth and women on on all uh, safety and security issues and access so uh, what is the significance of sensitization and engaging with the users especially youth in ensuring an inclusive online space um, are we doing enough towards this goal ma'am uh now uh, as an academia if if i start i think uh, we very recently organized with uh, csr and twitter india a uh, sensitization on uh, gender sensitivity in cyberspace and all uh, but my concern is something else here like since we deal into school space and if i quote a small example from the classroom itself uh, so this class was going on a primary school children like uh, grade 2 i suppose and during the class uh, the children uh, while somebody else was narrating a story or a poem the children who had the excess they started annotating on the screen so they were scribbling on the screen in a- another case during my class observations i saw again grade 2 or 3 primary school uh, students they would unmute uh, their fellow speakers or they will remove them from the meeting based on the platforms i think it was ms teams or something which were happening now one one small example there when we talk that are we doing enough in sensitization these are two examples which which gave me um, an insight that from where we start sensitizing 
a grade one and two where we assume that there is not much to be um, informed or sensitize them into cyber bullying but that is what they were doing uh, by unmuting their fellow or their uh, you know friends while they were narrating something or removing them from the meeting or denying their uh, while they are requesting to join the meeting and if they are already in the meeting doing that small small things and i think uh, when we talk about sensitization we talk about higher education but it is much deeper and we need to start from a very young age especially when all the classes are on the digital platform the open um, space the internet is accessible to very very small children like primary schoolers even preschoolers for that instance so yes uh, there is a way when we are sensitizing but we need to come down uh, to the level of even preschoolers and primary to start with another thing is what we have seen is that uh, in academia uh, space we we still have to come to that thought process where um, as teachers we invite open thoughts uh, we we still are into the thought process of that i will be uh, starting the discussion and then i would invite some responses from my students the classrooms are quiet and so gone are the days when a disciplined classroom is is a quiet classroom so uh, they are the ones who are not given that opportunity to express their opinions their views their thought processes in the classroom where they spend much time and they find an outlet on on a different platform and when they express their views everyone is not hard skin to take that uh, they get affected uh, so i think more opportunity need to be given for sharing their ideas and engaging online space uh, would help um, they given that opportunity that it's okay to be incorrect and when we start getting into that format that let us agree that we disagree on this uh, that is what is required i think at at present uh, open platforms to share and accept that on this i was not correct that is what is the need for the hour yeah definitely ma'am i or uh, as an even as an organization we completely agree that uh, your point that uh, whatever is happening online right now the problem of access the problem of harassment of women it's a reflection of what is happening in society it's not, it's so the online space is like the new public space and it's a direct reflection of what is happening all around us and uh, your points that it is okay to be incorrect like um, the kids need to be made um, aware and they need to feel comfortable to say that it's okay and this is an open platform that i share with everyone and the respect that they need to have it it needs to happen at a very foundational level uh, in our educational institutions this is what we also completely believe in um, and about uh, some other factors such as social prejudice online harassment and majoritarian disapproval of mobility of women are known uh, social barriers for women to maintaining social media accounts we believe there are other mitigating factors involved that often go unaddressed in discussions and policy decision making um, and these are precisely the factors that we wish to uh, address and find and analyze and resolve in order to bring a systemic change that is lasting and outlives any material uh, help that these groups have received in the past 
Uh, I would like to maybe speak with uh, Mr. Rakshit Andan. We had been keeping you for a little uh, later so that you can give policy inputs because you work uh, with the government as a consultant. What are some of the major government policies towards bridging the divide and ensuring online safety for youth and women, sir? So, uh, thank you for bringing me in. And uh, as uh, as you must be aware, I've been doing a lot of work in this space for almost two decades, especially when it comes to online safety and sensitization of young children. And currently with my organization, Cyber Peace Foundation, we have been aggressively working with various states in not only uh, uh, sensitizing the young people and the young minds, but also empowering and training the law enforcement agencies to handle the threats. And what I have seen in the last two, three years that, yes, uh, there has been some aggression from the government side in bringing up uh, frameworks. They're trying to build up frameworks like one of them is uh, I4C, that is the Indian Cybercrime Coordination Center, which uh, and also uh, the CCPWC, which is the Cybercrime Prevention for Women and Children, under which uh, they have entitled every state police to hire experts, forensic experts and cyber experts into their mainstream policing. And uh, also, uh, there has been a lot of work in terms of awareness, especially this month, which has been declared as the National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. We have seen uh, a lot of uh, awareness programs uh, which have been given to the state commissions as well as the National Commission as well. Even NCPCR and the National Commission of Women have been doing this work. But what I feel the gap here is that uh, bringing policies, bringing the online portal, for example, which they brought in, the National Cybercrime Reporting Portal, and they have specially uh, segregated a special option for reporting women and children crime. And they have also given anonymity. But there is much more to be done in terms of implementation. Though to feel, as I was listening to ma'am uh, from Manavrashna, as she mentioned, and she deals with schools as well, as she was mentioning the kind of incidences, I have more scary incidences been reported, with uh, especially when we come to women and children. There has been an increase in CSAM. We have seen a tremendous increase. And even if you uh, remember last year, CBI has busted almost seven to eight uh, rackets across the nation in October and September, which were related to CSAM. And the surprising fact was that the CSAM was uh, sold and propagated on these popular platforms, which we are talking about, the most popular social media platform, which our children are consuming. So to make it, it, it a space where the, the child or, or the young person should feel safe, that is more important. And that needs uh, not only the government uh, policy framework or the other stakeholders, but it also brings in these uh, service providers, the intermediaries to uh, provide us a very strong framework where uh, crimes like stalking, bullying, creating fake identities, spreading obscene content or pornographic content where they say in the community guidelines it is very clear of all these social media platforms that we have zero tolerance but when it comes to the propagation and anonymity it becomes a challenge so i think not only government which is taking film and and uh, but these service providers also need to integrate them and uh, also there is a high time now when we need change in the law the IT Act, the Information Technology Act, which we have been seeing since the year 2000. And we saw some amendments in 2008. 
and uh, there was a section which was 66a which was scrapped uh, by the honorable supreme court in 2015 after that till date we don't have any uh, uh, section which can uh, pull in like uh, people who are doing extreme trolling or bullying or stalking or harassment online to any of the segment whether it is women or children or even uh, men so there is a need of the r to bring in that change and secondly also we have to ensure to ensure this uh, works smoothly this open internet and safety we need data security and data privacy as well this is another very important area where we have to focus on yes these are very very important inputs um, that we we are also uh, looking for these inputs so we can put it in this poli uh, policy suggestion document that we are building at csr so thank you mr um, rakshit tandon uh, now coming back to you nilanjana um, so in this second round you know we want to take suggestions from stakeholders like you uh what is the way forward to tackle concerns of access and safety and ensure an en enabling online experience for women and youth especially those in challenging profession challenging professions um nilanjana yeah, i i want to start with an anecdote here so uh, many years back i was um, you know uh, reporting on a story uh, quite a few years back um almost 10 i think so um i had gone to you know this uh, resettlement colony called madanpur khader and this non profit called jagori was doing an amazing project there where they had given these um, bicycles um to a group of young girls they were around 10 11 years old at that point of time and the idea was that the girls should stake a claim through the male dominated public spaces now um when i spoke to the girls you know i asked them that you know i am we were talking and um they told me that in the beginning when we would take out the um bicycles and the, all the boys uh they would just uh, try to push us out they would you know keep banging into us they would like laugh at us and and it was like very you know difficult they made it very difficult for us to be in the same public space as them but you know slowly slowly after i think a couple of years uh they uh they realized that this is quite normal the girls were not giving up they were still you know um there uh, cycling alongside them and then you know it became something of an equality where you know the boys and the girls would play together on their cycles racing each other and all of that now i i feel you know i strongly feel that um, the online space is not uh, anything different from uh, what happens offline and you know with the with the pandemic we have all uh, come to realize that you know like even though the online space used to be used to feel like a more of a privileged kind of a space uh, now it's not it's as you said right in the beginning it has become a very democratic sort of a platform now uh, the way to go forward is and i strongly believe in this and i think dr babita when she mentioned that you know that we have to start really really lower down in schools and i think you know this is where in terms of policy the schools come in because the only way we can reach um children um girls young girls and you, the youth is through schools and i have been you know like um saying this to everyone you know who would listen to me that you know we need to start um 
you know like maybe workshops or actually mandatory classes in schools where you know children be taught how to deal with this with this phase like say for example uh, like my son you know he 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 used to you know when he was younger he had a youtube channel and he used to get um, trolled a lot and Uh, so i started you know doing this you know like sessions with him where you know i would teach him you know how to handle trolls how to you know like differentiate between trolls and um, you know haters and cyber bullies so he is 16 now and he is pretty much unfazed by you know uh, uh, all all of this now because he knows by now he knows how to deal with them now this is exactly what needs to happen on a mass scale in schools we need to we 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 there is no other way you know we have to start classes where we have to teach children how to deal with this because you know leaving the platform is not an option it's as simple as that you know and that needs to be it's not an option but we need to empower them we need to teach them how to deal with the head it the with the hate and of course you know like uh, data security uh, as uh, you know like uh, standen just said is of prime importance because you know in most cases um, you know we 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 deal our um, i think you know like uh, for us data is not very important we don't think that you know if there is a data breach it doesn't uh, affect us um, so so much because we feel that you know whatever whatever is free is of not of any importance so data security you know like on the policy level you know all of these things have to come together to uh, we can't make any space fully uh, fully secure there is always going to be a glitch here or there um and to address all of that you know all of this needs to needs to come together and you know we, uh, and most importantly girls and young young people need to understand how to deal with it like say for example you know as a journalist there are many times i feel like i don't want to be online anymore um and i think you know i have been pretty lucky you know i have never been i mean i sometimes you know a story gets published and you know i get a lot of hate you know a lot of you know like trolling but um many years back one of my editors had given me an advice which i uh, sort of you know i follow till to this day he told me do not engage you are you know this is your job you know you have done your job you have written a story you you your your job is to mirror you know what's happening in society you have done that haters will come hate on you you do not engage and i think you know that's something that um uh, for women and children the young young people or anyone you know is a process to learn this not to get faced by you know what people are saying to have the confidence that um i am who i am i'm saying you know what i believe in and i will not be pushed out this you know uh, this thing you know that i will not be pushed out of any platform is very important and it needs to start from a very very early age thank you so much for saying this nilanjana because we have been um, working towards this goal for almost a decade now where we we address the issues at a very younger at the foundational age of students uh, and we try to build their capacities to handle so when you said um, that you, someone told you not to engage or you know take care of yourself if that is taught to a little child who is trying to navigate the space for the first time if, if it has the capacity to deal with this and has the tools of uh digital wellness is what we call uh it, it the space gets so much more positive for that person 
that little child and for that student and so that they can also access all opportunities that the online space has to offer like you mentioned your son who has a youtube channel so there are like millions of opportunities in this space for uh, expression and for access to um, uh, everything that the internet has to offer but when the students have tools for wellness for taking care of themselves for accessing them in a more positive good way we make this space so much more um, um, accessible and positive for those students thank you for bringing this up um, and we have um, dr anjana also joining us um ma'am welcome to this conversation uh, we work under her guidance and uh, it would be good to have a little input from her here as well i just uh, wanted to welcome everyone uh, jyoti and to uh, things that i would like to emphasize here one is that internet uh, good bad ugly has been extremely useful um, and everyone on the net has uh, learned to how to take advantage of it how to learn from it and how to also use it effectively but the younger you are the more difficult it becomes when you have you ex- have negative experience uh, but leaving the space is not an option because future is going to be much much more uh, you know net based much more cyber based we we have to as you recently learned from uh, facebook that facebook has rebranded itself as meta and metaverse is something where uh, i mean amazing things are going to happen and uh, no nobody uh, wants to miss that opportunity you may even develop your whole uh, education through that you may even develop your whole business through that anything and everything that you may want to do uh, but uh, certainly uh, by and large everybody has to learn how to uh, be online and not be uh, you know offensive for others how do you really create spaces just like offline you you don't start abusing people left right and center but when you are online you think that nobody is watching nobody knows nobody can discover you you can afford to see a lot of very 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 uh, wrong uh, things so netiquette is as important as uh, you know our good behavior when we are in uh, offline so uh, so two things one of course that you have there is no escape from it it is there and we all are using it and we all are taking advantage of it so uh, it, and continuously it, uh, is going to be much much more important number 2 is that you leaving is not an option and number 3 is that there is no space for bullying uh, sexting uh, also you know non consensual um, posting of images there is no space for all that and now even the platforms have become very smart and they have created lot of systems to control all that and through our program uh, we think digital we are reaching every school and i'm sure jyoti has talked about that across the country um, thousands of students we have trained over the years and uh, it's important uh, and the last thing that i want to emphasize here that parents have no option but to learn and to be engaging with their children 
uh, it's not enough to say that you know i'm learning from my child or my child knows more than me no you have to know like everything else in life you want to know more than them and you want to guide them you want to uh, be around them uh, to help them similarly i think we have to uh, be knowing it uh, we have to guiding our children and helping our children to if they are in trouble uh, that dialogue between parents and children must never break Uh, even if they have done something wrong doesn't matter we need to really uh, engage with them and try to help them correct themselves never uh, start blaming and accusing and abusing the child for uh, whatever uh, the child may have done wrong because then the op- the possibility of uh, a to feel scared worried and leave the uh, space and number 2 get into the wrong hands so both possibilities if we want to negate and we want to be uh, smart parenting uh, for cyberspace and for internet use then we have to engage with our children thank you jyoti and thank you for all of you for being part of this discussion um, thank you thank you ma'am thank you so much um and La- nilanjana just um, as a last thing that probably i would like to address you uh, with would be that what are some important safety features uh, in products for example that journalists and other mar- other um, groups that you know can use to manage their um, online experiences um features uh, like what do you mean by features like you mean on social media platforms yes that and you know a certain few things like you said don't engage so rather than not yes. engaging what else do you do when you face these sort of situations online and how do you manage that experience well you know i think every uh, person actually you know reacts differently uh, to to this kind of you know online abuses or trolling or um, um i feel that you know i am much more detached because you know i am um, it also depends on your confidence levels right so um see i think as journalists we are already in a very privileged position so um we have more tools to deal with online abuse and hate and trolling um and like like i said you know like uh, for me it's like not engaging with them and they, they, there are some people you know who, who will keep coming and provoking you and the the trick is not to get provoked you know the trick is to keep telling you yeah. uh, what what i do sometimes on twitter is that you know if i feel compelled you know sometimes yeah. so bad that you feel compelled to respond so what i do is that i would compose a message like a like a response and then i would save it uh, save it as a draft instead of you know immediately posting it and then you know i mean i'll give myself the time to cool down and then it would um it feels really petty you know because the, the see uh, for me it's like i'm doing my job the the trolls are also doing their jobs you know some of them actually get paid to do all of this so um i have done my job they're doing their job it doesn't really bother me what they're saying about me because you know i'm confident about the work i do but then again you know um when you go to um other professions you know there are also you know like various other kinds of people you know who use the uh, internet or social media for their work you know for, for a lot of people it is not an option to leave you know uh, online space and they shouldn't nobody should leave it you know as um, dr kumari rightly said that you know that's not an option you need to learn how to deal with this and there is a mute button always you can you can use the mute button use the block button you know like as much as you can but i think you know the the uh, what we don't need to do is really not engage 
you know and for that you need to build up the confidence that i i do not need to engage with this this person that i don't even know who doesn't even have a profile picture um, so how does it matter to me you know like what he's saying to me now see the other part of this equation is that sometimes you know like people are trolled by not by you know anonymous trollers but actually people you know or people you know of so at that again you know becomes very difficult but then again you know you need to have that confidence so i think you know confidence building um is of paramount importance no matter which profession you know you are in or uh, which um, you know like strata of society you come from if if you come from a marginalized you know like um um uh, you know section of the society or if you are privileged uh, i think you know building up confidence is of supreme importance and that can only happen um over time um also you know uh, the online space is uh, maturing in india at the moment and we are also maturing along with it like you know uh, 10 years back the the way i used to get affected by things that would be said about me or you know like i don't care about that so much and i have seen that you know like in other people as well younger people you know you know they would be so upset you know it would be psychologically you know very um, you know like harmful for them you know some of the things that are, that get said about them there are you know so many um, tro- um you know trolls who would come and you know comment on a child's appearance you know i mean and that's like psychologically damning for them because they're just learning to um you know negotiate the physical space the offline space and then you know there is this another thing called online space you know where they are being bullied so i think you know like this is uh, this will happen with time we are maturing the space is maturing we will and if we add to it you know like all the things that we discussed today we will soon you know i think in 5 or 6 years time maybe you know down the decade we will have a space where people will be able to um you know like um sort of you know a space that people will be able to negotiate without wanting to leave because uh 10 years down the line i do not see um you know anything happening without uh the online space being a major part of it it's already a major part of you know like who we are what we do what we think uh so you know and that's only going to grow so we have to mature and we have to you know like um uh, you know like that yeah, we are not going to leave you know we are here yeah. we will manage manage the space you're absolutely correct this is already a big part of our lives and it's, this is only the part is only going to grow um, um so coming to you uh, mr rakshit tandan i also saw you raise your hand you were are you willing to talk about something uh, what according to you are some of the suggestions for you know policy development towards making the online spaces inclusive and safe for the youth especially women so uh coming to this i, I just wanted to uh, comment on the first part which you said uh, and uh, i yes. think cyber resilience is very important it has to be brought in and uh, people in the future will be able to choose as rightly said by ma'am that uh, the the cyber resilience is developing now and initially it used to bother us that these trollers or haters used to come in so people uh, i think in the coming time it's important right from the young ones we should educate them how to choose their balanced digital diet and uh, what to consume and what not to consume and that will also affect the space and uh, coming to your question about what policies so i think the first priority should be uh, 
data security as i earlier also mentioned and uh, the tools as you were asking what are the tools which are available so there should be empowerment and education to the user that whenever whatever platform you use whether it's twitter or meta or instagram or youtube or whatever social media platform we are using you should be aware of the security and privacy tools and the reporting mechanisms what are the reporting mechanisms available and uh, uh, if you look at the security aspect uh, double authentication would be important to protect your digital identity you should have a multi factor authentication then uh, reporting with the uh, platform as well as the whatever other laws and guidelines are there like dmca guidelines somebody using my photograph my content without my permission so there are uh, tools and techniques which can help you to pull down that content uh one of the rules which have already recently been come up uh, from a, as a policy i would say from the government of india was for the uh, ott platform and the new social media guidelines which will uh, at least uh, i think control to a larger extent uh, the issues of csam pornography and fake news but uh, i think uh, creating policies is okay one aspect of it but implementing it is on a very important aspect and for that uh, education and awareness is very very important definitely i think this puts a lot of weight on whatever uh, the um, efforts that we at csr are also making um, dr babita ma'am what we asked wanted to ask you was um, uh, what is the way forward for creating a sustainable discourse where safety and open internet can go hand in hand uh thank you jyoti uh, i think uh, i would just add to what uh, dr ranjana just shared that uh, being on the space is inevitable uh, so the when it comes to parents when it comes to teachers when it comes to we as community members what we need to sensitize uh, the children everybody is that it's okay to spend time on a digital platform it is that what you are engaging with to what extent in what way like as nilanjana my co speaker also shared that i don't engage but uh, to reach that level it's a mental journey so when we uh, talk about younger children in the foundational stage or the youth who joins us in the higher education they are in a uh, in a very young adolescence stage of their mental journey for them to accept that i don't need to engage it should not matter to me uh, it takes time so what we as parents uh, what dr ranjana rightly pointed out that as parents as teachers um, we as teacher educators also need to sensitize them to what extent uh, so what you are watching where you are spending time every pop up which comes on the screen even when you are uh, playing any game like my my son he plays that minecraft and when i was just uh, watching over that how it goes and then i saw that he is clicking on those pop ups because uh, it has some fancy cartoon which is coming up or some uh, you know very inviting sound and that was the day when i sat with him and told him that you don't need to respond to every pop up because it might uh, you know your system might crash uh, people will be uh, when people are sending you requests to play with them and they they might try to lose in the game uh, a few times and then they get into that 
uh, invite you into that vicious circle. So probably uh, being on the digital space is inevitable. We have to be there. Uh, what we are engaging with, how much we are engaging with, uh, what pop-ups we are spending time to, how do we filter? So every every stage, every level, uh, starting from the foundational stage to the senior citizens, like the parents at our home also, uh, grandparents of these children who who babysit them, they also like they everybody's on Facebook, Insta now. And they click a picture of the child playing or narrating any story and they share on their uh, social media page anywhere. And how it, uh, you know, gets into uh, that malicious practices. So from foundational stage to senior citizens, I think it's a very broad bandwidth which need to be taken care of. So lot on us. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Babita, and all the panelists. Um, since we're at the end of this hour of discussion, this I wish we could carry this on for a very, very long time. Um, we value all inputs that we have got today and look forward to more such discussions. Um, since you, as important stakeholders in the youth's future and the women's safety, uh, have given us great support here. We will take this forward and continue our efforts in making the online spaces inclusive and safe. Um, and we really value all your support. Thank you so much.